really? You're going to open wow, it? Wow, I sounded like I was from the land before time. You sounded like, yeah, a dinosaur like that's just cracked out of its egg. <laughs> <laughs> greeting actually, the world <laughs> it was actually my excited voice to be like oh my god we're back we're fucking back so to celebrate you decided to put all our listeners through that horrific noise i'm so sorry guys but in a very real way i'm not sorry at all because i'm allowed to be petrie from land before time levels of excited to be back in the podcast studio mm-hmm. with my favorite thing in the entire world which is this podcast the only thing i like yeah. It's the only I thing hate we care about. Nothing else. In, I, nothing else in my life means anything except for this. No, nah, my friends, my family, my partner. Don't care for them. They come a, like distant second to yeah. this podcast. They know it. Yeah. They know it. They've accepted it. It's and just, we're back. It's how it is. We're back. It's been forever. We have a new office. Yeah, guys, we have a new office with a new podcast room, which you'll see. Yeah. Because we took photos and videos. We're going to be more content creators this time, we're, guys. <sighs> My that gosh. was ironic. Sorry, I wasn't making that noise about being content creators. But also you could because it was me being it's ironic. I'm dripping with sweat. That's what I'm getting to. Guys, this room looks more schmick, but it's actually like I'm dripping with sweat. It's an like actual hot box. <laughs> it's so hot. It's like, it's like if you, you know, when you were like in the car and you've run out of petrol almost and you can't use the aircon. Yes. It's yes. That. that literally happened to my friend Al and I on the way to Taylor Swift last year. Really? Yeah. She it was thirty seven degrees and she realized <laughs> she hadn't filled the car up and we we're in the harbour tunnel. No. <laughs> and we couldn't use the aircon. And you can't put your windows down in there because it's got like the poison no, gas. You would have died. Air. Yeah. I don't um, think you would have died, but and we're driving now. to fucking Olympic Park, which for those of you that don't live in Sydney, is not near the city at all. Anyone it's not near that anything. Anyone that plays a concert out there, they've got to be really fucking good or I can't be bothered going it's just torture i can't wear my glasses mel because i'm so hot i know it's actually the worst in here so we'll probably talk about it a million times i'm gonna like stop and if you can hear like vague (laughs) 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 tracy's fanning her face and just like smacked her own microphone yeah we've got like madonna mic oh yeah we look like respect yourself Is it respect yourself? <laughs> Express yourself. Express yourself. Yeah. That's the one. And we've got those microphones yeah. with the headphones. So we could like basically do a dance for you if we wanted, but we don't. We won't. Want I'm to. too hot to dance. It's, it's too hot to do anything but sit like a sort of sloppy lump. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm making we're so drinking. Many- yeah, we're drinking. That's guys. probably why we're making so many noises because we are having <clears> a delightful <throat> glass of champagne. It yeah. is Monday. Monday the something. Monday the 21st of Jan. And it's 4 43 p.m. And we're drinking. Quite nice champagne. I, I like this champagne. It's got let's a French not, name. Let's so not it, give it a free plug. No free plugs for this champagne, but I'll tell you it has a French name. Mm-hmm. And if champagne is a French name, even if you're not actually from, what is it, like champagne area. Yeah. But I think it's like Compagne. Comp- champagne. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it sounds Italian. I don't think that's how any French person would say that. I sound like Compagne. Mario. Champagne. Now you sound Jewish. Champong. Champogne. Let's ask Julian. We're going to ask Julian, Josie's boyfriend. Speaking of which, Julian. Oh, my God. Are you going to read out the bad review? We had a review that involved Julian and me talking about Julian. So I'm sorry to our listeners who are clearly triggered by me having a happy relationship. Sorry that I'm happy in my relationship, guys. That's Josie. I'm, yeah, that's not from me. <laughs> that's my voice. I'm going to read it. Can I read it? Yeah. Okay. Subject line, what? <laughs> Already out of it. One star. <sighs> I've listened to so many other true crime podcasts by now that I thought I'd give this one a crack, even though I was already cautious going in, given pedestrian TV's oh, involvement. Oh, my favourite, when they just shit on it. Can you pedestrian. not do us a favour? Just fuck off. <laughs> anyway, and I was dead right to be cautious because what is this? <laughs> <laughs> New line. Sorry, ladies, but I don't want to hear about your boyfriend <laughs> or his friend Seamus with the banjo. <laughs> Seamus with the banjo. <laughs> or whatever stupid thing you're giggling about. This is a crime slash mystery podcast, right? Meaning serious subject matter we can assume is entirely unrelated to your personal lives. Could have fooled me. <laughs> New line, not impressed. 
<laughs> not impressed. I love that they felt like they needed to end it on that, like we hadn't gathered that they weren't impressed. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry, I'll never talk about Seamus and his banjo again. I think we should every episode talk about Seamus and his – where is Seamus's banjo song? I've been waiting uh, for I it don't know. for I, weeks. I told him about this review and he, he was upset. He hasn't played the banjo Guys, since. Guys, <laughs> go into the group, which is – this is our shameless plug for the group. Oh, yeah, shameless plug time. All Aussie Mystery Hour group. It's on pedestrian. We also have – we've. I told you we were content creating this There's year, There's a guys. lot happening this season, guys. We've got an Instagram. Mm-hmm. We've got a Twitter. They're yep. both – they're actually not. So <laughs> <laughs> They're active. Josie's just recorded all this content for us. I have. So the Instagram is All Aussie Mystery Hour. The Twitter is mystery underscore hour because it wouldn't let me do All Aussie Mystery Hour. I don't really understand Twitter, guys. So, like, if you're on there, cool, but – it's probably not going to be me writing anything. Or me. So, uh, we'll probably just it, lie dormant. The, the Twitter's just going to sit there inactive. <laughs> but go there anyway, just for fun. Follow something for fun. Um, and then, yes, the Facebook group. So, if you just want to, like, post a million times, Seamus, please give Josie and Mel the banjo song. Yeah. I think we can get this over the line. Yeah. He likes to film himself playing the banjo. So, he'll probably film us a video. Wonderful stuff. Okay. It's what we want. Um, so, yeah, join the group if you haven't. Follow us on Instagram Follow if you us haven't. On Instagram if you haven't. Twitter if you haven't. But like, don't get read pedestrian.tv because we work there. And we, yeah, we do other things. We aside write from this. We all write the time. stories. Great stories. Um, and you know, there's other great stories there as well. It's not just this yeah. podcast. And if you're like old mate who, like old what girl, what? like a hate reviewer, pedestrian, you could go on the site and there's so many serious things about politicians that we oh, don't understand. We I don't, don't write that. We don't write that. Who but is Scott Morrison? Serious. I don't fucking know. The I only politician don't. I care about is Harold Holt. And we all know what happened to him. That's all we care about. Bring also, Harold back. <laughs> also a little bit Gough Whitlam because mm. just, I don't know, there's a vibe about him, you know? My parents are into him. Who do you think's the sexiest politician? I'm going to say Gough Whitlam. Oh, like alive Like he had a sexiness. Dead. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Is Gough Whitlam alive? I think he's still alive. Is he alive? I don't know. He must be. He thousand. might be dead. I think he's dead. He died recently maybe. <laughs> anyway, the point being. This goes to show we don't He wasn't a babe, this. but he could get it. BDE. BDE. Uh, more like, yeah, BDE in the realm of like, everyone go to uni for free. Art, yes. That's why my money. mom is Culture. always talking about him. She's obsessed with him. Because yes, she's same. like, I wouldn't have been able to go to uni if if not for him. Yeah. And you wouldn't be here because I wouldn't have been able to go to uni and meet your father. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. I My vote's Harold Hulk because he had massive BD. He did. He was swinging around everywhere. I'm into that. Yeah. He had confidence. Confidence to dive Too into the confidence. ocean. When he <laughs> An excessive have. amount of confidence. But for more of that, uh, head to season one of oh, yes. Mystery Hour. This is, if you're new to this. Yeah, this is season There's like 20 two. other fucking episodes you can listen to. Yeah. And they are all you guys possibly can worse than the last. Yeah. So. We've been talking for a long time. Mm. I think the people wanted it, Josie. They just wanted to hear our voices. <laughs> I can read another review. <laughs> yeah, read, read another review. Let's just keep this intro going. Because <laughs> I actually, this one made me laugh out loud. Big fan. Five stars. But oh. it's funny. It's funny even though it's a okay. good review. Um, it's endearing and fun. Didn't think I was going to like it as much as I do, but here we are. <laughs> End of review. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are. She's like, I love you in spite of myself. I'm, I hate <laughs> that I love you, but I just love you and I can't oh, deny it anymore. I love it. I love that. That's it's wonderful. my favorite. That was one of you yeah. into it. Yeah, we love you 100%. so much. And all the people, like, the group is so active. Everyone's yep. in there sharing things yes. and talking about current cases and talking about shows that are coming up, like the Ted Bundy doco. And, like, recommending books and shit, which yeah. were really useful to me when I was away. Because yes. that's how I found out about Broken Hearts podcast, which yes. I'm super into at the moment. And that mm. story is fucked. Mm-hmm. It's a totally serious podcast, guys, if you want something serious. Um, if you want zest, don't go there. No. And yeah, Stay like in. just so many great little things yep. happening in there so far. We've only had a few dickheads. Yeah, and you know what we do with dickheads? We get rid of them. We just kick them out. They're gone. We, they're gone. What did I say in my message? I said they're gone quicker than Ted Bunty from a county courthouse, which only a few people would get, but that's yeah. the one he jumped out the window. Remember and ran away? I didn't remember that. 
I'm not as much of a Ted head as I'm you. I'm a Ted head. We'll be talking about Ted a bit in the next few weeks. We will. We've got heaps coming up for you guys. We're going to do mystery minutes. Yes. Which are our sort of like in between the episodes yeah. where we just talk shit. For those of you familiar with My Favourite Murder, it's just like a mini-sode, except... We called it a new name. We called it a new name, because <laughs> we don't want to get sued. And also, it's not like hometown mysteries. We'll no. We'll be shooting the shit about other things. Yeah. Like crime-related things. Loosely crime-related things, I Yeah, but, but I feel like we boxed ourselves in with all Aussie Mystery Hour, because all we could do... Uh, Aussie mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about Ted Bundy. So that's what mystery minutes are going to be for. Yeah, we can talk about anything. So, yeah, if you have a suggestion of like a mystery, not necessarily a mystery because we don't want to do the research. I think no. that's also the point is like this mystery I'm about to read you guys took me all weekend. I love doing it, but we can't really do that again. Yeah. It's more like just if you have a topic you'd like us to just the general vibe of a thing. Yeah. It's the vibe of the thing. But it'll be good if there's like a show coming out like Dirty John, for example, yes. so we can share our thoughts on that. Yeah. And talk about that podcast. Crazy crime books we've read. Yeah. Weird shit that's happened to us. I have so many stories. I've been away, as everyone knows. I've been yes. traveling around I Australia. I want three minutes that's just your Aussie adventures. I know. I have actually now, I said this to someone the other day, I was like, I have actually been everywhere, man. Like you I have. am like the guy. You've been everywhere, man. I have. And so I have lots of weird stories. There's some weird units around this country. Mm. There's some weird stories. But that's for another time, Josie, because who are you telling me about today? Okay. So, you know how I just said we've boxed ourselves in? Mm-hmm. It has to be Australian. Mm-hmm. It has to be a mystery. It doesn't have to be an hour. We really play Not fast and loose. I think this one will be. But uh, my mum, when I told her I was doing this... <laughs> You guys know my mum. Love Josie's mum. Ms. C-bomb. <laughs> Loves to swear. I told her I was doing it and she was like quite critical of me. And oh. she said, um, oh, that's a very tenuous Aussie link. Oh. Um, and I said, mum, tenuous Aussie connections are the name of the game. It really is. <laughs> so so we'll be finding a way for Ted Bundy to be Exactly. I'll be like his great, 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 great great grandma was Australian let's do this (laughs) no but this person has a big Australian connection so I'm basically doing the mysterious disappearance of Patrick McDermott who was Olivia Newton-John's boyfriend I'm so excited and so mum also added um she is like royalty here so tread carefully oh she is royalty you should tread carefully I was like mum I'm not gonna say anything bad about her I don't suspect her of doing anything here (laughs) But anyway, mum had her thoughts, but I'm doing it. I did it. I'm so excited. I've done all the research. Um, I literally, because I feel like this happened when I was young. Yes. And I remember it being super zesty, but not knowing a lot about yes. what, because I was too young to get it. So mm. I was like, oh, that seems fucked, but like mm. never really got any details. So very excited. Yeah. Well, I didn't know heaps either, but yeah, I knew it was zesty. And then I realized it's, there's a lot of twists and turns. It's quite long. But, you know, here we are. You guys have signed up for an hour, so yeah. I'll fuck give you, you three. So, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was actually, I have to give a shout out to my friend Jen, um, who suggested this. We are in the car on the way somewhere ah. talking about the podcast and she said, you should do it, Olivia Newton-John's husband. And I was just like, oh, my God. And turned out it was her boyfriend, long term, um, not husband. Oh, I thought you meant it was your friend Jen's No, it was not Jen's and boyfriend. I was like, um, this it was, is a weird curveball, but okay. It was Olivia's um, <laughs> boyfriend. But, still, but like partner. Yeah. Which I like to think is the, almost the same as a fiance. Well, they had been together the same time as me and that boyfriend that I won't mention because it's triggering some oh, of I thought, you, I thought it was like some other boyfriend and I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just not going to mention him anymore. <laughs> so background on Patrick McDermott. Yeah. He was born Patrick Kim in Korea. Uh-huh. In September 1957, he was adopted by American parents, so he spent his whole life there. Uh, he worked as a cameraman and lighting technician in Hollywood, and throughout the 80s and 90s, he had, like, a lot of work. He made a decent coin. Yeah. In 92, he married an actress named Yvette – I don't know how to pronounce this – Nipar? N-I-P-A-R. I've never heard that surname. Yeah. Nipar? Sounds good. Nipar. Nipar? Nipar. Nipar. One of them. Anyway, I'm just going to refer to her as Yvette going forward. Yvette. So, Yvette. At the time, she was four months pregnant with their son, Chance McDermott. Oh, I hate that fucking name. Chance. Sorry if anyone named Sorry their child Chance. Sorry if you named Chance. Chance. I like your child. I just don't like 
that that child, child with the name. Anyway, um, the couple split the following year when Chance was just a baby. Oh, shame. Yeah, in '93. So in '96, he met our Olivia. Our Olivia. Our Liv. Um, the Poiple's princess. She is. She was filming a commercial and he was working on that commercial. So they fell in love. She just divorced her first husband, Matt Latanzi, who's the father oh, of Chloe, Chloe Latanzi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Olivia and Patrick dated. Apparently it was on and off for nine years. Okay. This is quite serious. Yeah. Um, they were pretty private though. Um, it He did live with her at one point in her mansion, but not when all of this went down. She so he, what they didn't Malibu. live together for nine years. At this time, they didn't. At so it was this time of the, the time of the, the disappearance. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, the only quotes I could find, Olivia said, "He's very romantic. He's the most romantic person I've ever met." And in 2004, Patrick appeared on Olivia's episode of the Nine Classic. This is your life. Oh my god! This is your life. Yes. I loved that show. It was so a much. great show. Can they bring that back? They should. We should ask Channel I was going to yeah. say Channel Nine because we like, have so much, sway. And so much sway. So much sway. I'm going to go straight to the CEO. I'm going to walk in there. Go straight to him. Be like, doll. I'm going to kick the door open like it's a movie, and I'm going to be like, "This, <laughs> this is, is your life, 2019," and then just like walk straight out again. Yeah. And he'll be like, why didn't I think of oh that? Oh, my God. Well, did Ray Martin host that? Yes. Oh God, and so it. if no one's familiar with that show, it was like they'd pick a celebrity and then they'd go Olivia Newton-John. Like they'd do a little blurb. She was yeah. born in blah, blah, in 19 whatever. And she starred in blah, blah. And then he'd go, Olivia Newton-John, this is your life. And then he'd bring on people that knew her, her family and also her co-stars and her partner. So he was on there. And yeah. he said, if we could all – just be a little bit like you, we'd all be a little bit better off. I love you with all my heart. Aww, Isn't that Patrick? Nice? Patrick. And he was a babe. Yeah, so. he was. I remember him looking a bit like um, Ron Moss from yes. Bold and the Beautiful, like that sort yeah. of salt and pepper hair. So like he was chiseled. like Korean and he mm. had really tan skin. Yeah. And then like long. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. I'm like, mm, <laughs> We're both yeah, I'm mm. dripping. There's a s- <laughs> sweat drop just working slowly down the middle of my forehead <laughs> as I talk about how hot this old It's like when menopausal women with like <laughs> Oh, he was so urges. hot. He looked like Rich from Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> he looked like Rich from Bold and the Beautiful. I'm schwitzing over here. I am schwitzing. Oh, yeah, we are. Anyway, he had that like long salt and pepper hair. Oh, so, and it's luscious it hair. Was luscious. It was luscious. So there's a few pics of them at a couple of events. I'll put them on socials. I used to say in the group, but now we have Twitter and Instagram. We've got everywhere. We're multi-platform, guys. We probably won't put it on Twitter. No, I'll be real. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Twitter. <laughs> so then that's kind of the background. Mm-hmm. And then I can't really find anything that happened between, you know, oh. like he was just Worked as a crewman. Well, yeah, to be know? fair, it wasn't like he had It's not like, like Brad and Angelina where yeah. lots of things happened. He was just a normal dude. Yeah, they kept it pretty low key. But he went into the news after yeah. what happened. So it was on the 30th of June, 2005. He was 47 at the time. So he turned up to board a charter fishing boat called the Freedom in – it's spelt San Pedro, but I read that locals call it San Pedro. And, you know, oh. I like to pronounce things correctly. You do. So it was leaving from the 22nd Street Landing, which is in South LA. And he was one of 23 sport fishermen. Like, again, I'm out of my area here. You know, you talked about sailing. I'm obsessed with aquatic mysteries. Yeah. I know fuck all about fishing. Fishing. I learned to fish on my trip, which is really? a, a story for another time. Oh. And I'm really fucking good at it. And I like. Wow. The guy that so you're going to go on a fish. sport fisherman no, jaunt? No. But what I'm saying to you is. I still don't know anything. Right. I just wanted to tell you that I know how to oh, sort of fish. Oh, you just wanted to swing it around. Didn't even. I, did, I just wanted to swing my dick about fishing, <laughs> which the the dick to swing about fishing was quite small. It was a tiny little. It was a very small little dick. Like a nudge. Sw- a little a nudge to swing <laughs> in that I have one time. <laughs> one. Go on fishing and I didn't even catch anything. But, but you I said did. you were I really threw good the line at it. really good. Yeah, because I threw the line really yeah, but- good. And the guy that taught me was like full like, Oh, yeah, like I'm so good at fishing and like, oh, you're a sweet girl, like just give it a try. And then I like and just like absolutely smashed it and it was kind of like a bit sad. If you didn't catch a fish, are you a good fisher? Okay, he took me to the shitty area and there was like no barramundi there, okay, so – what do you want me to do? Anyway, the point being, agreed, sport fishing, what the fuck is that? No one cares. I've literally written here, he headed out on a 90-kilometer jaunt to San Clemente Island to try his luck catching a bunch of fish. It's like, why do people do this thing where they like 
go on these massive treks to catch a fucking fish. And then they just throw it back in the water anyway. Do they? Yeah. Well, these people didn't. They brought oh. it back. Oh, if you want to cook it, maybe. Yeah, maybe they were like, I don't know, they were sport fishermen. So still, they weren't professionals. Well, that's mean, isn't it? But yeah, they were bringing them back. Anyway, this is so irrelevant. It's so <laughs> off topic. But anyway, basically, it's just a bunch of guys pay money. Someone takes them out. It's overnight. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They try and catch fish. So the next afternoon, yeah, the boat returned to the dock as scheduled. No incidents, nothing. The fishermen took their hauls, see? Yep. They took their fish. They got out of there. Nothing unusual about yep. the trip. Nothing happened. Nothing weird. But Ten days later, a man called Frank Liversedge. Liversedge. Ooh, interesting name. Who ran the marina at the time got a phone call from Yvette. You know Yvette that I was talking to? Yvette talking to Talking his about that's his ex. With the kid, yes. The okay. mother of the kid. So Patrick had not shown up to pick up then 13-year-old Chance right. for his visitation. Mm-hmm. And Yvette asked around, it turned out Patrick hadn't actually been seen by anyone <laughs> since he left for that trip. Ooh, so, they shit. weren't in like constant contact or anything. It yeah. was just he'd show up, he'd pick up Chance, yeah, he'd so go away. she wouldn't know. She wasn't like constantly talking to him. Yeah. Um, and then when she asked around friends and no one had seen him. It's so crazy to me that you could go missing for 10 days and no one would alert anyone for 10 days. I mean, it so depends on your lifestyle. Yeah. Like I tell everyone too much information and so do you Mm -hmm. so i think that for us that would be fucking Mm -hmm. weird because people would be like hey josie hasn't told me every minutiae of her life yeah and also we have jobs where we show up five days a week and he was freelance like whenever there was a a movie shooting sport fishing all the time so he didn't have like a regular schedule that he had to because a lot of times you listen to these missing person podcasts and it's like as soon as they don't show up for work, yes. people raise the alarm. But he didn't have that kind of job. Yeah. So it was easy for him, wink, to go missing and no one yeah. would know. So Frank, the marina manager, he looked okay. at his manifest. He had Patrick's name on there as having travelled on the freedom. Yeah. He looked at what he had in lost property and he had the tackle box. Someone had handed it in. Someone from the crew had handled, handed in Patrick's tackle box, had his fishing license in it, and Yvette asked about a fanny pack, which obviously we call a bum bag, right? So also a great thing. name, either way. Bum name. bag, fanny pack, it works. And he kind of looked around. He did have that, and he opened it up. It had Patrick's wallet, car keys, and his driver's license in that oh, bag. So, I'm like, you wouldn't leave that shit behind. No. You'd think. So, then she kind of she described his car. Frank went out to the parking lot, and the car was there. And that's when Frank called the police and the Coast Guard and reported Patrick is missing. God, this got really grim. Yeah. So, at the time, so what was weird, the first weird thing about this was the world did not know that he was Olivia Newton-John's boyfriend because she didn't report him missing. What? Yeah. So, it was a vet that called up. And like, like so people didn't know it was just like, oh, this missing man. But then the press got wind that that was the same person, missing person, that's Olivia Newton-John's partner. Um, so the press found it quite strange that it wasn't her that went, hey, my boyfriend's missing. Yeah, and my like partner. fair enough, get it. Um, but then she basically confirmed they're being broken up at the time that he went on the boat. Which is also fair enough. Yes, and some reports, so I couldn't find this confirmed anywhere, some reports claim he showed up the day before the trip and broke things off officially for like the final time because they'd been mm, on and off and okay. like gave his like spare key to her house and was like, that's it. Yeah. But other reports say she was in Australia on like a press tour mm. for seven weeks and like didn't know it was missing. And it was seven weeks later she finally released a statement which read, I'm hopeful that my treasured friend is safe and well and I'm grateful to the officials who are working so hard to find Patrick, who, whom I love very much. I ask anybody with information that could help him to please come forward. For those of us who know him and love him, it, it has truly been a heartbreaking experience. I've offered my full cooperation to the authorities who are continuing to investigate the circumstances of his disappearance, and we are hopeful that eventually we will find some answers. I'm grateful for all of those who have expressed their concern. I would simply ask for your continued support and prayers for his safety and well-being and for that of his family. Mm. So she called him a treasured friend. Yeah, so and it's she, like clearly yeah. not your boyfriend. Yeah, they weren't together. So while at first... It looked like an accidental drowning. The whole thing was, and sorry about the pun, a bit fishy. Because it I hope this is going to be funny because otherwise that was a really heckers joke. No, it's really zesty. So it's, it's not that kind of huge boat where you could just fall off and no one would notice. It was yeah. like a cruise ship. So it's like a little one. It's like a little um, fishing boat. Yeah. 
So basically, the Coast Guard was investigating, but not really seriously. Yeah. And so when it obviously became really public because of Olivia, a few like entertainment shows hired their own PIs. Oh my god, I love when entertainment shows yes. do that. So just everyone hire PIs. Everyone hire. Why are people not PIs. hiring PIs as more as much as they should be? I don't know because this guy's fucking zesty. I've always wanted to hire a PI on I've someone who maybe was cheating on me, but oh. I've never. I don't think I've ever been cheated on except maybe one time. And you didn't need a PI to well, figure it, that out. It, the guy broke up with me like a week later, and so it's uh, like I didn't have time to hire a PI. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so I would have. Expensive. This guy. So this guy, his name is John J. Nazarian. Uh huh. He's really zesty. He's like a Hollywood PI. Oh, my God. I love him already. He's hired by like all the big names. He gets like a $10,000 retainer. He gets like $600 an hour. Like he's Wow. Okay. He's shot. too expensive for me. Too expensive for you, but he's really fun, right? So, he was recruited in 2005 by the US TV show Extra. Oh, my God. Extra. Yeah. yeah. And he told the Daily Beast, Patrick allegedly drowned off this fishing boat. Which is not some big cruise ship. It had 22 passengers. If you're on this boat and somebody dropped a tuna fish sandwich, you'd hear it. Never mind someone falling overboard. <laughs> oh, my God. I love I him. I love him. I love him. So, he was fucking sus on this from yeah. day dot. Yeah. And then there were conflicting reports coming from the actual boat itself. So, one passenger whose name is T- Tony Mayo, he says that he spoke to Patrick after the boat first departed. He told the Herald Sun, the crew of the Freedom asked passengers to fish for mackerel before departure to be used later for bait. I'm shrugging. I'm doing the biggest I shrug. I don't know I what that I think it's means. a live bait thing, but like right. what the fuck is a mackerel? Is I don't it know big? What is a it mackerel. little? We don't know. He says, I didn't have a mackerel lure. What? McDermott saw that I didn't have the right lure and gave me one to use. The last thing I saw him do that night was eat a hot dog in the galley. Oh, my God. That's a huge mood, though. Yeah, huge. Just Eating like hot dogs two bites in the galley. or just one. One giant bite and just you're sitting in it. soggy, soggy like speedos, yeah. like budgie smugglers. Yeah. And you've like been fishing all day. I don't think he was wearing He smugglers. would have worn budgie smugglers. He had that kind of vibe. Yeah, okay. As if Ridge wasn't a budgie smuggler wearer. And True. he's just real life Ridge. Anyway, he's sorry. real life Ridge. Asian Ridge. <laughs> Asian, a- Korean Ridge. Korean Ridge. So Tony says he looked for Patrick around 1.45 a.m. when he was on deck putting a new line on his fishing rod, but he couldn't find him. He said, I don't forget people who give me things. I kept an eye out for him all day long, but I never saw him again. I figured he was sick or something. I mean, no. Sick from the hot dog. But then records showed that Patrick paid for his food and drinks, two hot dogs and a can of Coke. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love how much he just was eating hot dogs. He's just deep-throating hot dogs left (laughs) and right. One can of Coke, though. Mm. Should be a ratio of Coke to hot dog, Yeah, like when you have one with, I don't know. Weird. Maybe he wasn't thirsty. Maybe he pees a lot when he has Maybe coke. they were small hot dogs. Sometimes yeah, they're maybe not they're very big. Like the Ikea one. What is this conversation? Anyway. Oh, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> payment for the food bill is taken in the last hour of the journey back. <gasps> Meaning if he paid for it, he had to have been on the boat as it neared the San Pedro yes, Marina. Yes, As Frank, who's the marina manager, told Dateline, from that point back to this dock, it's almost a million to one odds that a guy could fall overboard, jump overboard, be pushed overboard without half the boat seeing it. Some people see that the payment is proof that Patrick made it back to shore and disappeared from land. But the person who took the payment, who was like the cook, yeah. he can't remember if it was actually Patrick who paid. Yeah. So you and fair can't enough, really, like we've said, it's not like you remember It's not like you're looking shit. for things. Like you're not like, oh, no, something sus is about yeah. this situation. Like. There's 22 other blokes. You're taking money like – I know. You're not going to go, mm, two hot dogs paid for by that man. Yeah, absolutely They probably not. all ate hot dogs. probably the only thing going. And if you're not a very observant person, like I'm not super observant. I don't care about shit. I don't yeah. look at anyone ever. I don't know who's in the office right now. You wouldn't know. And if I keep going murdered, to the wrong desk be all the useful, time because I'm useless. not observant. Yeah, exactly. I'm useless in all crimes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Frank, the manager, said, "Look, anything's possible. There's no video film. Maybe his bill was paid by someone else, but he came by himself. So why would someone else pay his galley bill? There's yeah. some theories that he got someone to pay it mm, to I was like, thinking cover his that. tracks." Mm. So Frank also told the Herald Sun that a few passengers told the Coast Guard investigators that they'd seen him get off the boat. Patrick, mm. I reckon the guy got off the boat. He might have been kidnapped by aliens in the parking lot, but he got off the boat. <laughs> Zesty or these people. That's Frank the Marina Manager. Oh my God, I love Frank the Marina Manager. Um, but then Tony Mayo had said that he hadn't seen him that whole day, the 1st yeah. of July. So. Who knows? So it, it sounds like there were so many conflicting statements. 
Um, and we know, like we've said this before, witness statements are unreliable. They so are so unreliable. I just think no one can say for sure mm-hmm. that he wasn't seen that day. Yeah. It's just it's a fucking mystery because no one knew to look out for him. So well, that's it. Like, well, it's like I said. Like and they if probably someone- all look the same. Weathered, salt and pepper hair. Yes. Fishing gear. Sort of not semi-retired people. Semi-retired people that can go off on a zesty. Looking for their mackerel. Fishing jaunt. Hooks. In the middle of the week. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. All the same people. Um, so it's all a bit weird. Aside from the fact it was Olivia Newton-John's on-off boyfriend, mm. another more highly suspicious fact that came out after the disappearance was that he was in serious financial trouble. So you've probably oh, been thinking, I remember this. why would he fake all this? Like, mm. why? Yeah, he, totally. He clearly just fell off. But it all came out, obviously, after he disappeared. So just before the trip, so this was 30th of June, it all went down. On the 27th of April, that same year, Yvette had issued a court order because Patrick had fallen behind his child support mm. payments. He owed her $8,000. And the court order is a step you take before you go down, like, criminal charges of, yeah. like, failure to pay. The court doc she filed said that Patrick was hostile and abusive and that his lack of anger management in the presence of our son represents an unhealthy example of an adult and father and I fear that Chance will be will grow up believing that such a dysfunctional behaviour is acceptable. Mm. They're in a bit of a custody battle. I was going to say it sounds very custody yeah. battle to me. Um, so it's been widely reported. I can't see this confirmed because a lot of PIs got involved. A lot of <laughs> so many. were thrown around. There's so another one coming later. PIs, yeah. There's two more coming later. That's what I mean. This is zesty. So it was widely reported that his life insurance policy was over $100,000 and was payable to chance after his father's death. Oh, okay. And other reports also say he had more debts totaling $30,000 and he cleaned out his bank accounts before his trip. So the whole thing was looking really sus. Yes. Um. In 2006, less than a year after Patrick's disappearance, the first alleged sightings were reported and all six sightings were called in by separate people who said they'd spotted him in Mexico. Where else do you go when you're trying to disappear? You go to Tijuana. You go, you're in Mexico, you're in a different country. It's Mexico or Canada if you're in America. um, Your margaritas Well, listen, a a bartender told Dateline when they actually went to film in, in Cabo, Patrick McDermott came here and sat at the sandbar and drank one ma- mango margarita. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I knew you were going to say that. And then I, when you said Cabo, I was like, this is even better. This is literally the fucking cliche. So you even- how fucking specific that is? Yes. One, exactly one mango margarita. <laughs> Meanwhile, the blokes on the boat were like, I don't know if I saw I him. Like, <laughs> bartender should just be like a, the like, PI. Yes. The bartender yes. And I imagine be- him saying in a Mexican accent, like a wise Mexican accent. Yes. Like, oh, yes, I saw him. <laughs> Um, um, the, can we just say how fucking cliche, like, I've of run off is. to avoid my debts. That is, like, <laughs> yeah. just a tanned and oiled like line tan, on the beach drinking a mango margarita. You guys need to see how tan this man He's is. He's so tan. He's so fucking tan. The manager of the Pescadero Surf Club, a man named Ra- Raul Aviles, told the Herald Sun in 2006 that a woman had shown up and three days later a man he believes to be Patrick joined her. Here's his quote and – I've just got to say he jumps to so many conclusions. I'm obsessed. <laughs> she knew the local area. She was blonde and possibly German. <laughs> okay. The lady was here for three days by herself and he came after her for a night. They slept together. Then she left and he went with her. They slept together? <laughs> so what? She's definitely German. They definitely fucked. They According definitely fucked. I was looking through the window <laughs> just like- so that my reporting was good and sound. <laughs> I just wanted you to know there was definite P and V action. P and V occurred, guys. <laughs> with this German woman. <laughs> this blonde German woman. <laughs> she was blonde. She was definitely German. So Raul believed it was the same man in the pick of Patrick that was circulated by the Coast Guard. Right. Telling the Herald Sun that the man had kept a very low profile. He'd cut his hair as well and it was darker. So he mm. cut off those beautiful That is such a shame. Locks. I know. But when you've got a zesty German fuck buddy, you don't need oh. to impress anymore with, no. your, with your mane of luxuriant hair. And you're running from your $30,000 debts <laughs> to drink mango margaritas in Mexico. You one, may need one to sacrifice. Mango <laughs> he was penny pinching. It's like I can only afford one. <laughs> Two dollar margarita. I'm going to enjoy this mango margarita <laughs> as much as I can. Oh, I love it! It's such a I vibe. love it so much. So John Nazarian, who is the zesty yes. PI, he tracked sightings of Patrick down to Mexico and shared his theory with the Daily Beast, saying, "I think he just walked off the boat and nobody noticed him. He split for Monterey, Mexico, with some German girl. I think Olivia was probably relieved. She was sick of paying his bills." 
Oh, shit. Again, jumping to conclusions. <laughs> Again, but yeah. I love it. So, I'm on so board. I just love a jump to a conclusion, yeah. to be honest. it's. I think it's the fact that as a journalist, we're not really allowed to do we're it. We're not. And he's a fucking PI and he's jumped to the conclusion. He's... He's got he's, no proof this happened. He's sort of like the Batman of PIs, though. He can yeah. just do whatever the fuck And he's he wants. saying all this to the Daily Beast years after he was actually on the case. Like, yeah. he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. This article's from, like, a year and a half ago. Wow. So, so he's it's still, just like, he's chattering just like, along. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you why, because there's some recent developments. Oh, shut up. Okay. Yeah. So the U.S. Attorney's Office was investiga- investigating the case. They were focusing mainly on the crew of the boat and their involvement because yeah. of that weird thing with the bill. Yeah, it is weird. Um, so they were trying to determine whether someone had paid to cover up his disappearance. They found no evidence of any wrongdoing and closed the investigation of the boat in 2006. And in 2008, the Coast Guard released their investigation, which found that Patrick had, quote, unquote, most likely drowned. So mm. they were saying he, they were ignoring all of this weird financial stuff and yeah. the weirdness of some people had seen him, some people hadn't, the bill had been paid and saying – he drowned at some point yes. on a, like a one-day trip, not very far. And with a very small boat yeah. where people would probably see someone flailing yeah. in the water. It's very odd. Because mm. um, people are like that guy, he said he was up at 1.45. Like it's not like they go to sleep at night. Like mm. they they pay the money to fish and they fish like the whole time. They're not yeah. like – you know, people. It's not like it was the dead of night and he could jump off the boat or fall off the boat. Like yeah. people were around all the time. Well, and usually with those things, like I mean, depending on the like professionalism, but still, yeah. Like they're usually like fucking checking on everyone all the fucking yeah. time. Like that's part of their whole job. So it's really weird. So there were scores of these Mexican sightings. They're like okay. over twenty. So in 2009, Dateline, which is a current affairs show in the US, often looking at true crime hired another PI mm. named Philip Klein. So he was a man based out of San Antonio in Texas, which comes into play later. Oh. He started – so his kind of method for mm-hmm. finding Patrick was he decided to start a website called findpatrickmcdermott.com. And he it used, says what it does what yeah, it says on the tin. It's so straightforward. He used that to track the – and then he tracked the IP addresses of people that were visiting it. Oh. <gasps> So oh people that god. were following the investigation. Oh my god, he's so it's smart. quite clever, right? Oh my god, he is brilliant. Yeah, and he found a cluster of visits from an area in Mexico, like a coastal area. I've written down the pronunciation so I don't fuck it up. Puerto Vallarta. Oh, very nicely done. Yes, and so he headed there to investigate. Eventually, winding up in a surf town called now I don't know how to pronounce this. Sayulita. Mm. Sayulita. I don't know. Sayulita. So it's basically this like coastal regions, like surfy places. Quite, it's touristy, but not to the level of Cabo or like Tijuana or, or Cancun, yeah. or where there's yeah. heaps of people. It's a little more sleepy kind of. A lot of Americans actually go move there, and a lot of locals had said they'd seen Patrick. A woman said in Philip Klein's TV report for Dateline, "I've seen him around, but I don't remember exactly. I was just looking at it, but I've seen him before." Like, just looking at it, the photo, she yeah. realized she'd seen him before. A local store owner told Dateline that Patrick had been in his shop only a month previously. But the trail, at least for the Dateline report in January 2009, went cold. So, they kind of got word that he was around because it's a coastal yeah. region. They actually started to think he lived on a boat oh. and he could travel And he would because he's down. into the fishing Loves shit. the boat. He's into and the And that's like aquatic. the smartest thing to do if you were like going I on know. purpose missing. We're always talking about what we would do. Boat. Live on a fucking boat. Off coast of smallish town. You're like, oh, fuck, Philip Klein's here. He's asking around. I'm just going to shoot up here. Mm-hmm. No one will find me. Yeah. And I like, oh, shit, someone's in town, like, trying to find my whereabouts. Yep. I'll just fuck off to my boat yep. and, like, not go to land for a bit. So they think that's why all the IP Genius. addresses were, like, coming up oh, my God. down this coastal of region. Course. But in April 2009, Philip Klein released this weird statement. I'll read it to you. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm just going to ignore the weird <laughs> statement. There's just a weird statement at the end. <laughs> end of episode. On February 10, 2009, our firm received a fax from a small city in Mexico near Acapulco in the state of well, – I can't pronounce that. That's not important. After investigating <laughs> the letter sent to us by fax – Fax in 2009, fax. Why is anyone faxing? Are we back in the fucking – We're back in faxing. Mari man, not Marie man. Yeah. Everyone, I've learned my Oof. lesson. It was awkward. That was awkward. We really got told. We got really told off of that one. Anyway. <laughs> Marie man. 
Uh, we began to investigate its origin. Since that time, we have been in phone contact with a representative of McDermott. <gasps> we find this representative credible. Oh. So in April, then he then he said, "Oh, I'll update you with more information." And then he just didn't. And then in April 2010, so a full year later, Philip Klein said he'd been supplied with documents and voice imprints as proof of life. Oh, wow! By a representative of. Patrick, who said that the missing man did not want to be hounded further by investigators or press. And Philip Klein took it upon himself to close the case, saying he had found beyond a reasonable doubt that Patrick, who was now apparently living by the name Pat Kim, so he's like birth name, yeah. was alive. P- without any proof. He I said mean, that he had the proof, but he didn't show that to, to anyone. anyone. Also, P fucking S. Yeah. Because doesn't this guy owe like tens exactly. of thousands of bucks? Please stop bothering me. <laughs> Guys, I just don't want to be bothered I'm bankrupt. Anymore. Like, yeah, he was. Sorry that I owe bankrupt. hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> to the country of America or like my child yeah. or whatever. But, but like. Stop bothering me. I just want to be left in peace, I want to be left alone to break the law, okay? Just, yeah. And surf along the coast. <laughs> just live like on my boat eating hot dogs all Kim day. As Kim Kardashian okay? would say, can I live? <laughs> so. Interest kind of waned in the US, but as these PIs point out, Aussie tabloids can't get enough of this story. So yeah. we've kind of kept this case. So alive. America got bored. They got a yeah. They're like, okay, we that, love that it. sounds legit. Like whatever. Yeah. You know, they know who she is, but it's not like it was. Well, you know, Goldie Horns. That's it. Because like she Russell was like Greece yeah. and Xanadu, obviously. Yeah. But then they're kind of what she's mainly known for over there. Mm-hmm. She mum for Christmas? No, that's someone else. It maybe is her. P.S. Mom for Christmas is a great movie. Yeah, but if you can't remember, I feel like it's not like. Exactly. So it's like she's not as big a name over there, but no. here she's our she's, Olivia. Yeah, she's royalty, you know? So for us, it's like, and we don't want her to be cheated by this man. No. That disappears, you know? Not at all. So Aussie tabloids have really kept it alive, and there was a recent development. I keep thinking 2017 was really recent, but yeah. it's like it's now it feels like now. it's two years ago. Yeah. But this was November 2017, okay, so it's pretty much ago. a year. So November 2017, new idea, which Aussie listeners would know, and international ones, I'll just tell you, it's a tabloid mag, yeah, and it's been in. No, that was Woman's Day that was in trouble from Rebel Wilson. Yeah, Woman's Day was in trouble. New idea's been sweet, but it's a tabloid yeah. mag, tabloid like mag, your, your people or your star or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, more like people's a bit more credible. Yeah, more like star. Yeah, probably like Star. And the people that picked this up actually were like the National Enquirer, the Daily Mail, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. real gossip. Um, so they published pics of a man that they said was Patrick mm-hmm. chilling on a beach in Mexico mm-hmm. with a woman who they called his German lover. Oh, the German lovers! They back. love the German lover. So New Idea contacted another Texan investigator named Charlie Parker, and he had been involved. There's this movie called The Imposter. Yes, I know the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's about, if you don't know it, it's about a guy, a kid goes missing in like, I want to say Texas, somewhere, somewhere in America. He goes missing, 12-year-old kid. And then years later, this guy shows up in Spain claiming to be that kid, saying he'd been sold to a pedophile ring, he'd been abused, and that's actually this guy pretending to be him. Um, and they call in this investigator to like assess his face and like see if like, because it's so crazy to me. There's that other movie, Changeling, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. There's a few true stories about, like, kids that go missing and then they show up a few years later and they're like, it's me, I'm the kid. And the mum's like, well, I don't know. Like, yeah. you kind of look like my very small child did. Yeah. And now you've grown up 10 years. Like, you don't really know what someone's going to look like in 10 years. Totally. And especially if you, like, want that person to come back, you oh, almost, God, yeah. like, believe it. So he was involved in this movie and he, he thinks that's how <laughs> New Idea, like, got his name and contacted him because they just contacted him out of the blue in Texas. Yeah. So he assessed this it was blurry image of a man with luxurious hair oh, yeah. lying on the beach, concluded it was definitely Patrick McDermott. Telling that blurry the mag, blob is definitely Patrick McDermott. Yep. He did his measurements. He said the widow's peak is exact. Oh. The eyes are very similar and the ears extend down on the head the same distance. That is very I, strange. I believe it's him, he said. I believe it's him. <laughs> But OG investigator, our favourite, John Nazarian. The, just the 
The number one. The number the MVP one. of this story. He started this whole thing and he called bullshit on the photos straight away, recalling that a journo from New Idea had actually contacted him just months earlier to that story running oh. and said she'd heard from a source that McDermott had been spotted. And this is Nazarian talking. I said, great, where's the picture? But the reporter said she didn't have a photo. I said, are you fucking kidding me? This guy is in Mexico for 12 years in the era of camera phones and nobody can get a picture of him? What is he, the Loch Ness Monster? Sasquatch? <laughs> this guy I love sounds him. like, you know, like him. the sassy he's best like, friend in like a movie like Made in Manhattan yeah, or something. Yeah, but he's like got a cigar. Yeah. Because he's super He's like rich. Danny DeVito. Yes, he's Danny DeVito. That's who he is. He's Danny DeVito. But like DeVito. taller. To me, he's taller. Maybe yeah. Maybe more of a J- James Gandolfini build. Oh, yeah. Okay. But like zestier, but not as DeVito like depresso. Yeah. 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 So Nazarian says that the new idea reporter was thrown off when he said that. Oh. And she said, you're right, of course. Somebody should get a picture. Boom, all of a sudden there's a picture. And we get it verified by some joker who measured measures ears. Ears. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Is. I love Nazarian. <laughs> he's great. So Nazarian says he's shocked that the Paps aren't stationed down there, especially because these locals reckon that Patrick walks around quite freely. Oh. He says with camera phones, all you have to do is hit the button, walk up to the guy and start talking. A photo of him might get $500,000. Why isn't anyone down there? Mm. It's a very good point. Huge point, actually. Especially if like the Aussie tabloids are so obsessed and like New Idea and Woman's Day, they fight to the death over who can get the scoop and like oh yeah it's still very old school mag well and their Remember magazine wars yes i loved that yeah. oh my god paper giants the best paper giants was the clio oh no paper giants magazine wars was their show i love Sorry. that show yeah. i feel like i need to rewatch that show mm. anyway well josie both josie and i came from magazines so we yeah like, love a magazine story. and it's kind of like they're dying in the ass a bit but yeah. these two they kick it old school they do and like also their readership is still, still the kind school. of people yeah. that like were totally invested in this story when it happened. Yes. Whereas we are kind of like we were like what was I? What was this? Two thousand and two thousand and five. So, so I was, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like nineteen. So we it's like too busy just being like, <laughs> yeah, like I was just drinking a vodka raspberry somewhere. You know oh, what I mean? totally. I was definitely wearing a bandage dress and yeah. some cage heels out to yeah. a party. Just yeah, not thinking about Mm-mm. you know Olivia Newton John's missing no partner at all. No. Um, but two months after the new idea published those pics, yeah. and that went global. So it got picked up by the Daily Mail, the yeah. Enquirer, like tabloids everywhere. And people were interested again. They're like, yeah. oh, there he is. But it actually transpired that a Canadian man named Wes Stobb and his wife Bridget were the couple who'd been papped on the <gasps> beach. Of course. <laughs> and so he's just from some dinky town in Canada. And he told his local paper, The Brandon Sun, it was taken during a visit in October. We recognize the location where the photo was taken. It's a common place for us to sit. So he's building a house down there. So he goes there quite a bit. <laughs> it was taken basically right on the edge of the beach. We sit at that picnic table quite often to have a drink or a meal there. I don't have a recollection of the moment the photo was taken. It's not that unusual for people to be taking photos along the beach. And he says that Bridget thought it was really funny and told the paper, I guess it's kind of exotic to be seen as a German lover. (laughs) (laughs) I would fucking love it too. As if you wouldn't love it. You'd be like, this is so weird. I'm an international man of intrigue and this is my German lover. Not where's and Bridget from fucking bumfuck Manitoba. I know. know? (laughs) And like, we're just building a house here. Like casual. I love it. And it's so funny. I'll put the photo in the group and on social media. Yes. Um, But he has the, like, he's not Korean. He's just like this tall white guy with like wire-rimmed glasses and real that flowing gray yeah, hair. Amazing. <laughs> he's got the gray hair and he must have just had a tan in when he was in Mexico because he's not tanned yeah. anymore and he's holding up the Inquirer. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. I'll put all the pics it so in. Much. It's so funny. So basically, Patrick's never actually been photographed. And like our zesty friend John has a point. Everyone yeah. has camera phones. Yes. Like how have they not got a photo of him? Especially a lot of these locals just say, we don't care about the story. We've seen him around, whatever. Like, yeah. Everyone's just hit. Like they're all very like these quotes I found. Everyone's kind of like laid back, clearly like just smoked a joint, surfing, surf wax in their ears, just like whatever. Everyone's just here to like chill out. We don't care man. about it. He's got hundreds of thousands of dollars of debts. But anyway, Philip Pline decided it was all closed and he actually wrote a self-published book called Lost at Sea. Self-published. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And as for Patrick's two exes, Olivia and Yvette actually became quite close oh. as everything unfolded. And Yvette, uh, so I found this story at where it said that she wrote to the Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos, yeah. in 2012, urging him to stop selling that book. Oh. So the Daily Telegraph reported this, but I can't find their source. They're just oh. like, Yvette wrote this letter to this just Jeff happened. Bezos. And I'm like, where'd you find this letter? Did he tweet about it? Yeah, are like how do you know? Are you mail guy? Like, <laughs> where are you getting this Daily Telegraph? So this is what she allegedly said okay. to Jeff Bezos. Klein is a well-known serial liar who is simply looking to be famous at the expense of an unfortunate tragedy in our lives. So she believes he's dead. Oh, okay. She believes that Patrick's dead. In a nutshell, Mr. Klein has promised us, the family, proof of life for years now yet has never provided anything whatsoever. Mm. My son has been through enough emotional torment over this. He has yet to be able to move on due to Mr. Klein's continual effort to keep him in the public eye. So she she actually is, she thinks that Patrick's dead. And, like, that's sad. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't think Patrick's dead. But, like, the fact that. And I'm a bit like, did she just. Well, Chance just get the money well, and she's it. just like, I'll just keep that's quiet. That's it. Like, of course she would. Yeah. If Chance got the money, if, mm-hmm. as if, like, if that's the whole fucking ploy, yeah. then you'd be like, yeah, he's fucking dead. He's so dead. Shut Chance up. Got the money, everyone fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Olivia married her second husband, John Easterling, in 2008. And she hasn't oh. really talked um, about Patrick much, mm. but she did an interview with 60 Minutes in 2016. And she said, it's human to wonder. But, you know, those are the things in life you have to accept and let go. Because whenever you go through difficult times, there's always those concerns. But, you know, I live on and, of course, questions come up. That's human. I do feel for her, yeah. our Olivia. Because our, precious, our precious She's an Olivia. angel. I adore her. She is. I love her so much. She did nothing wrong. Mom, I'm not incriminating her here. Well, that's it. Like, the thing is, <laughs> she is, is that royalty. it's like... If okay, so say we went down the route that mm. he—that's all I have, by the way. Now it's time for theories. Oh, it's theory time yeah, anyway. Great, I'm not anyway. jumping. You're ahead. not jumping. Amazing. That was such like brain twinsing. Yeah. Um, Look how much we're vibing after 20 episodes. Just we the are vibes, so in sync. The vibes. The vibes. I'm just gonna sip champagne while sip you sip some champagne while I just go into my theory. <laughs> so if we go down the route mm. that he has gone missing, which is what I believe. On purpose. On purpose, yeah. Because he has gone missing. There's Definitely the money for missing. his kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's all these debts. Mm. Fucking Mexico sounds like a good time anyway. Mango margarita. Sounds like a vibe. Just one singular it. mango margarita every day. <laughs> Just my one. <laughs> my nightcap. Daily nightcap <laughs> margarita. Sandbar. Yeah. While I oil up my stomach, my washboard abs. I'm going to oil up my German lover. And oil her, my German lover <laughs> up as well. Um, you know, that sounds like a mood and a half. Yeah. Um, but if that did happen... Mm. It's like there would be people in his life that have no fucking idea where he's gone. And like Olivia, cool. yeah. it, it's like the worst form of ghosting ever. Yes. Like, it's extreme ghosting. It's, it's extreme ghosting. <gasps> A reality show, extreme ghosting. Yeah. We should make it. That's yes. funny. Not funny. But it, we'd find all these oh, stories. Oh, like on purpose? Oh, yeah. no. I thought you meant like like pay people to like ghost their no, partners. No, but like, we like really hear about psycho. these. It'd be like a true crime kind of show. But like, I love it. The levels people go to. You've told everyone about just it. Just to go. Fuck. Nobody make that show, okay? If guys, any of you fucking don't. make that show. I warn you, I'll come after you with my lawyers. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were like going to go full murder just then and be like, I'm going to come up with, with a knife. And it's like, this show's got not very fun now. Um, anyway. Yeah. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Unfollow. What is this? I was dubious anyway because of pedestrians' involvement. And then Josie said she was going to kill me with a knife. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. Just don't make my show, okay? Let us have our show. <laughs> um, anyway, the point being, like, yeah, like you'd be fucked up about it and mm-hmm, you'd be like, mm-hmm. well, maybe he did like on purpose go missing, but also maybe he did die. So what do I feel here? Yeah. I'm like grieving, but like exactly. I don't know what I'm grieving. She'd feel like she's in a bit of limbo, which is why I hate to throw shit on a vet. But we already have. But I'm like, she seems so, yep, he's dead. Yeah. And Yvette, are you being a fake friend and to it's Olivia? Like, yeah. Like, do you how know? Dare you? Like, <laughs> how dare you? Like, how? I've what she's been through. Dare you be a frenemy to our Olivia, yeah. frankly? Um, if you are. You know, sorry, Yvette, but it definitely seems like. I'm sorry, you're but your child got a lot of money. Dead. So. So I can't find, I couldn't find any records of like that. Like, the Coast Guard said he'd most likely drown, but I don't know if that is that legally saying. He's dead. You know, like they did yeah. with Harold where they said, we've found him dead, most likely drowned. Yes. But they officially ruled his death. But I think it 
has that has to happen before that money can be released. Oh, so you yeah. think the money might just be tied up? I don't know if they've actually said he's dead. Like, so potentially the child hasn't got the money yet, yeah. but it would still make sense for Yvette to be like, he's fucking dead yeah. so that the child gets the money. Yep. I mean, look, this is bad because maybe Yvette genuinely thinks. Yeah, and maybe that's her way of dealing with it. Like you said, to keep wondering is not dealing with it. Like totally. Olivia has so many questions still. Maybe Yvette's just like, you know, it's been so long. We haven't heard anything. I'm just going to accept that. As- yeah. As he's dead and that's just her way because she's got chance to think about. Oh, totally. And I kind of understand that as well. Like it's, it would be the most traumatic thing to not know. If you think about all these like missing people, mm. you know, how awful. Well, we, I mean, we've talked about with Georgiana and so on. It's mm. like a missing person is probably so much more difficult for a family yeah. than someone who is unequivocally dead. Yeah. Like, We've At least seen they the body. Can get closure. It's closure, but yeah. a missing person is no. like: Are they alive somewhere? They're okay. Are yeah. they like, you know, like where are they? It, there's something horrible about that unknown. Yes. So I kind of understand how, after a long time, Yvette might be like, "He's dead." Yeah, you know, and for like, my own sake, he's dead. And it's probably hard for her to, you know, they're having custody battle or whatever, but she probably couldn't imagine that he could do something like that to mm. Chance and pretend to be dead. Yeah. Like, that's full on. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't have any friends, you don't have any connections, fine. But you do, you've got a son. And yeah. you've just fucking straight up disappeared on purpose. Yeah. Because you couldn't afford, I mean, $8,000 seems like a lot of money, mm. but it's not insurmountable. No, that's manageable. Like, he had skills, you know? Just, yeah. You've got connections with the industry. Try and get a few jobs and get back on your feet. You've got enough to go on a fucking charter boat. Which apparently he'd done a few times. Yeah. I looked up the prices. It's not cheap. They're not, it's not a cheap thing to go out so, fishing. It's not. Not at all. So, you know, you can't be that skinned. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't seem like, because there was $8,000 in child support. Then I read it was $30,000 that he owed elsewhere. Then I read that he was bankrupt, which is pretty serious, but people can get out of those yeah. situations. Like it's not, I feel like if it's, it's almost like, like you're also a bad person if you decide yeah. to go down this road. It is. It's very... With no feelings. Yeah. You'd be very, like, psychopathic Mm. because it would be, like... It's a selfish act. Super selfish, Mm. yeah. Mm. So, I actually don't know. But then if he died, how did he die? Because I just don't feel like he fell off the fucking boat. I don't either. But then maybe, maybe he just managed... I mean... The like, thing is, as well... Do like, it when no one was around. Or maybe there's a huge cover-up on the boat. Oh, my God. You know? Conspiracy Because they did. They investigated the company and yeah. the boat and the people on the boat first. That's the Ooh. first port of call <laughs> <laughs> for those investigators. That's the first thing they did. And to be fair, like, I know I said that these, like, charter things would, like, be tracking the people that are mm. on them. But at the same time, well, like, they do that, and they don't. Remember that famous story, which I desperately want to do this season. Yeah. Ameri- I can't remember their names. The American couple. But they just yeah. fucking left. But then they thought maybe that was a ploy for them to disappear. Yeah, so In vaguely. Queensland, the diving. Oh, my God, yes. Please, oh God, can yes. I do it? Please, you know, yes, I love you can an do it. aquatic you can do mystery. It. Yes, you love, love you, you can always have aquatic mysteries. Thank you. Um, although I'm doing an aquatic mystery next week, technically. Oh, you are too. Don't spoil. I'm not spoiling it. No spoilers. No more, no more hints for that because, you know, I'm bad at hints. Yeah. But one thing <laughs> I was going to say was... When I was in Cairns, yep. I went on a boat. Mm-hmm. I remember this when yeah, you were on the boat. because then the skipper asked me out, which was just yeah. phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenally weird. Wasn't he 12? He was literally like 12. No, I mean, he was legally because we have to <laughs> explain to people that we're kidding. Oh, yeah. When I say he 12, was like I don't 21 or something. But like 21 is 12. To me, I'm 33 years old. Anyone under 30 yeah. is 12. Yeah, exactly. You're we're not 30 actually... plus or you're 12. Yeah. There's no in between. There is no in between. So that's what I mean. Mel isn't some kind of pedophile. No, it was just a young man, adult, legal man. Anyway, that's an aside. But the point Mm. being is that you get marked off when you're going on the boat. But I don't think I got marked off getting off the boat. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, there were probably 100 people on that boat. Yeah. So you could technically go missing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't get marked off. Um, Because I think after this, I don't want to talk about it too much for the couple. I yeah. think they changed the laws so you have to get marked off again. Maybe I did get marked off. Actually, no, they count. They go through yeah, and count. Right. I definitely got head counted. Okay. 
not necessarily like Melissa tick, but it's right. like they count who's yeah. on, left on the boat. Okay, no. So I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely wrong. Can we just edit all this out? <laughs> we won't because no, our skills We won't because this is that. the funny shit. Anyway, but the point being is that still I think. Remember when we did a whole episode and you were wrong at the end? Oh, my God. That was also aquatic. It was the fucking Patanella. <laughs> Fuck. Guys, What's her if name? you want a good laugh, go listen to Pat- Patanella episode. Patanella is probably our worst episode. Anyway, <laughs> um, so none of this means anything then. But, yeah. okay, so say, okay, but, but okay, that was a professional trip in Cairns where they do all the legal things, mm, right? Mm. But say you going, where is he, Sao Paulo? Sao Paulo? Is that how you San say San Pedro. It? San Pedro. The fuck, so, Sao Paulo. They're similar. Isn't anyway, in Brazil. Yeah, that's why I thought we were, but no, we're, we're in not. LA. We're in LA. Okay, mm. so we're not in Mexico or Brazil. Not yet. No, it was in LA. Okay, none of this. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say like I've been to Mexico and like different, you know, like you've there's got, different rules. Well, even care. like Greece, for example. Like I went to Greece. I went on a boat trip, and it was mm. like all the rules were out the window. Yeah, you didn't have to wear life jackets. Yeah, you didn't have to yeah. do anything. Well, apparently, I read somewhere um, that he was making because one of my questions was if he's there and he was so fucking poor before he left, how's he making money now to have his singular yeah. daily mango margarita? Yeah. But I did read a couple of reports that he was actually working on tourist boats, like taking tourists out to islands. What, and just these days as himself? Just as himself. Like, hey, guys, yeah. it's not me. It's Olivia me, Newton Pat John's. Kim. I've yeah. changed one part of my name. And absolutely. I look exactly the same as I did before. Not Olivia Newton-John. I've heard this, but X. then, like, I've read these reports and I didn't actually include that in my first bit because I'm like, like – Nazarian says, well, why doesn't someone get a photo? Yeah. There's Aussies in Mexico that know, know this story. Like, I know. I know the locals are like, oh, we don't really care and it's just pad or whatever. We're chill, yeah. like cowabunga, whatever. <laughs> cowabunga. But there's there's fucking Aussies in Mexico yeah. that would know this story. There's journos that go to Mexico that would know this story. Obviously, what we need to do is convince pedestrian to pay Send us. Send us to Mexico to find Patrick King. To go to Mexico. I'm thinking we're going to need. Two months? Two months. A month to sort of, you know, recoup from the flight. Oh, yeah. That's a long flight. Having our singular mango margarita on the beach. (laughs) And then a month to, like, properly go hunting for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll ask um, the bosses. They'll say yes. They'll say yes because this podcast is their number one priority. They love it. Yeah. And if you guys listen to it a lot and tell all your friends to listen to it and come see us if we ever do a live show. Yeah. Then we'll get to go to Mexico. (laughs) Which we should... Should we mention that we're going to be doing that panel? Yeah. Well, have we finished talking about Patrick McDermott? Oh, have we? No. I have. I have. I have. He, Who's Patrick McDermott? Who care. the fuck's that guy? <laughs> what were we even talking about? I just want a mango margarita. Nicole Kidman, right? <laughs> uh. No, but actually now I'm confused and maybe I do think that he yeah. died. So I don't. great story, Josie. 10 out of 10 Did reporting. Did you like? Yes. I feel like we're a bit rusty, but that's okay because we're recording it tomorrow. Uh, we Which are. Is insane. It's insane. But also, do you know what? Sorry, I just dropped the champagne <laughs> lid thing on the table. But the point is, is mm. that sometimes rusty is our greatest work, Hem Patanella. Oh, so, yeah, Patanella. Um, Wilga Waterhall was also batshit. So there's yeah. many batshit ones. Anyway, that's not the point. The point being, mm. Patrick McDermott may or may not have gone purposely missing, and we now are unsure. But we need to go to Mexico to discover mm. it ourselves. Like Another Nazarian. theory, who joined Harold Holt in the land of the mermaids. Oh. And Did you see Aquaman? You saw Aquaman, yeah. right? I kept waiting oh. for Harold to be the king. I'm so, I know. I'm the ocean master, actually, <laughs> Aquaman. And then Aquaman's <laughs> like, oh, shit, yeah, you're Harold Holt. Fuck off, I'm Harold Holt. <laughs> oh, off. yeah, movie's over. <laughs> I was the disappointed end. for that reason. <laughs> I know. But now I'm obsessed That's my with review. mermaids. Four stars, not enough Harold Holt. There's a lot of space in the ocean I, for things so to space. be happening. There's so much space. Things are living down That's there. That's why that I don't, we don't care know. for it. I don't like. I don't care for it either. It's like space, actual space, like universe. Terrifying. Don't like it. Don't care for it. Wish it didn't exist. Um, yeah, so mm. we are doing a panel. We are doing a panel. Yeah, so Pedestrian TV is hosting a very fun event called Selfish Weekend. Yes, which is all about self-care, which isn't necessarily healthy. No. It's whatever you do to make 
yourself feel good, feel better. Yeah, have a chill time. Deal with your stress, deal with your sadness, whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. So there's really fun things happening there. It's not all like yoga and fucking meditation. And what do they call like green juice. fucking green juice? Yeah. There's actual like, like cocktails called yeah. things like, like you can thank get you drunk next. there. Like there's a Possibly. cocktail called Thank Is You. Is there? Yeah. That's so fun. <laughs> I just spoiled something. Oh. Sorry, projects team. Anyway, point being is point that being. we we'll are doing a panel about true crime and how it connects to self-care and how like yeah. so many of us like me and Josie use it to kind of like chill and yeah. it kind of soothes our anxiety yeah, in a way which, and why that is. Yeah, because it sounds weird because – it's about people getting murdered or mysteriously disappearing. Yeah. But it makes us feel better and we love it. So we'll be talking about that and then we'll be doing, a, I wouldn't say a live show, but like no. live elements. Just a few podcast. little fun little yeah. elements. Yeah. So you should come. You should come. If not just for us, there's just a lot of fun things happening. Yeah. Including a fuck off goodie bag, which is worth like over a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like if I wasn't working here, I genuinely would probably <laughs> I come. I know. Well, we will be there. Because I want free shit. Yeah, it's good free shit and yeah. it'll be really fun. And there's other panels. There's like if you are into wellness, there's that Steph Claire Smith character. Yeah, she's, she's totally like, healthy. She's so healthy. She's very uh, – just I don't like being healthy. So Me neither. But I'll go and listen to her talk. I will listen to a healthy person tell me things and to do. And then I won't do them. I will never do them. But anyway, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get tickets. Mm. Through the pedestrian website, if yeah. you get a pedestrian and you click that little weird bar thing and it clicks down and there's all these <laughs> words, just figure out what I mean by yeah. that. There's also there's a link. in our Facebook group, there's an announcement. Or that. That yeah. seems a lot easier and more simple yeah. than what so I just said. So, it's the Selfish Weekend. If you just Google it. Just Google. It. You know what? Fucking Google it. Why are we telling you all well, what to do all the time? holding your hands. You're all Fuck. It's like when people ask for directions and it's like we all have smartphones now, mate. Like get just Google get Maps on your fucking and Google. Alone. Unless you're a backpacker that doesn't have data, then I might help uh, you. Go to a Wi-Fi thing. Sorry. Wow. I know. I'm Mel's such an asshole. I'm ice cold. You know, but like everyone has Wi-Fi. Lat, we should be helping backpackers, not turning them wow. away. Wow. help. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so cold. I am cold. I should be helping them yeah. so they don't get in cars with yeah. scary men with moustaches. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. on that note. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.